and welcome to This Sucks on Tap. I'm Tony Marchese, and yeah, this sucks. I'm here tonight with a very special appearance by our guy Andrew Kinsler. Andrew, this sucks. Yeah, Tony, you know, um, it's been a while since I've been on one of these with you and was really looking forward to it. Uh, And then the game happened, and then just, you know, the thoughts creeping in my head the whole time of wow I have to not only you know sit through all of this because that's what I like to do to myself but then I also have to talk about it with you after this so you know glad to be on here with you but um yeah I mean you know not not a whole lot went well and you know we got to get the turn around as you said this does suck yeah um you know this is socks on tap presented by on tap sports net Go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. As our guy Buzz would say, be sure you're checking us out on all of the different platforms where you can find us. And if you would be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review, we would really appreciate it. Nobody's given five-star reviews, though, for this White Sox team right now, Andrew. It was a bad one today as the White Sox fall to the Detroit Tigers. Five to one. Um, You know, when we started to look ahead in the schedule for Detroit, um, we thought this was going to be the easy period uh, for the White Sox. And especially when you have Dallas Keuchel on the mound, who's been pretty damn rock solid for this team. Um, I was expecting a much, much better effort uh, from the White Sox than what we saw today. And quite honestly... Andrew, if we're going to be really, really brutally honest, this was the least interested I have been watching this White Sox team play a ball game so far in 2020. Just, they they were flat. Um, you know, only getting one run across. I think I talked with uh, with Johnny actually earlier today when we did the post-game show for yesterday. This is my second Sox on tap today. I've spent too much time, it feels like, uh, talking about this team today. Um, I said we needed to get to Detroit early, and the White Sox unable to scrape a run across the plate until the seventh inning uh, when you're already down uh, by two, and then to come out there in the bottom of the seventh and give up three more. Uh, talk about recipes for success. That's, that's not one of them. Um, There was no offensive firepower, so to speak. And run production, run production, run production. Not happening. And especially when Danny Mendick and Adam Engel are the driving forces in your offense, 
Um, also not a recipe for success. Any any just thoughts, comments, concerns about uh, what we saw here today from the White Sox offense, Andrew? Well, you made a bunch of great points. Uh, you said that we looked flat. I would say that that would even be putting it nicely. We just flat out didn't really have any heart at all. You know, there were never really any moments in this game where, you know, even though at some points it was pretty close within one or two runs, um, it just felt like we were out of it. You know, a two-run deficit felt like five, and then, you know, the ultimate four-run deficit felt like eight almost, where, you know, then we have guys, you know, coming in like C-Shack in the mop-up role, even though he did a good job for once. Um, it, it, it was just very uninspiring baseball. I mean, you mentioned it. The only bright spots really were, I would I would say, Danny Mendick. I mean, three hits, and he, he had the lone extra base hit. So, you know, you have guys in this order that are supposed to be your big mashers, like Mankata, Grandal, Abreu, Eloy, and we made the acquisition for Mazzara. It's just, where were they? And it's just really confusing how everyone seems to go in a slump at the same time. And especially like you said, when this was hopefully going to be a period of our schedule where things were going to get a little bit easier um, before this game was supposed to be seven of our next 10 against Detroit, who was supposed to be kind of a, a bad baseball, team. A, like bottom they're, feeder. They're supposed to fucking team. suck. I mean, let's well, be honest here. They're, they're nine and five. I yeah. mean, they, wow. It's, it's, shocking how it's happened but um they just look like they cared more than we did and you know the 60 game season be damned because they're they're right there and you have to think that fades off at some point but you know you could also make the argument that they're just going to keep on getting more and more momentum and more and more confidence yeah and i mean this is (laughs) If we're talking about a 5-1 loss in, you know, April or early May to the Detroit Tigers on this show, we're we're probably going to be pretty heated, you know, disappointed in the effort that we saw from our ball club. But the the every game counts commercials that we see and the, you know, stuff we see in uh, on Twitter and in the news – before this game where Ricky Renteria holds a team meeting and tells these guys, you know, you're a good ball club. You know, you could play better than this. Keep your head up. That's not working right now. It just it doesn't seem to be working at all. There are question marks up and down the lineup. There are question marks with the pitching, and a lot of that is injury-related. Um, you know, the, the, the depth that we thought this team was going to have and the ability for guys to pick other guys up while they're in slumps, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen one bit of it. And Not at all. It's it's. You brought up a really good point there. The whole team seems to go into a shell. And I guarantee you, um, I, I would put money on it. This isn't a, a point here where you know the season's lost. We are we are going to see a stretch of White Sox baseball in the near future because this is how baseball works where these bats are going to turn it around and they are going to look like a machine. There is going to be a time 
when we're putting up 10 runs again. Hey, it might come against the Royals, but it's going to come. It is going to come at a point in time where maybe we can make some ground back. But with that being said, the inconsistencies that we've seen here are very concerning because even if even if you can get yourself into the playoffs, if these bats go silent for a week, you're done. You can't, Gone. You can't have the whole team slumping all at once and look completely lifeless. And this isn't a just this year problem. Uh, th- this has been the problem with some of these guys consistently through what the rebuild was. And I think we've, we've written off the fact that like, Hey, wow, look, Abreu, Mancata, and Eloy, they, they just don't look good right now, but they all don't look good at the same time. And they, and then turn, they'll turn it back around. Well, no, that's supposed to be supplemented by Luis Robert, Yasmani Grandal, Edwin Encarnacion, the other big names that are in this, this lineup. And, and yes, some of them are injured right now and you can throw Tim Anderson into the mix here. Right. It's very and, concerning. And it is concerning, too, because what's really happening here is that they're just wasting quality starts from their top-notch starting pitchers. So You've seen it twice they, in a row now. They pretty much – yeah, exactly. They completely wasted a pretty good performance by Lucas Giolito yesterday, your number one guy, and then the guy who's probably been – the most consistent so far this year, Dallas Keuchel. I mean, you knew exactly what you were going to get out of him, and he did a fine enough job to be in a position to win this game. So no reason why we couldn't have. It's just unfortunate that the bats let them down. As you did said, there will be points in time this season where we'll be excited after a big win where, you know, we score anywhere between 10 or 12 runs or so, but it also could be a point in the season where we look back at these games and say, wow, we're on the outside looking in for these playoff positions. What if we didn't maybe let a few of these games slip here and there that maybe we should have taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to be in that position. I would rather them be proactive instead of reactive. And as long as things are in their control, when, it's a team. It's a team that they should beat. It's a team that they should beat. Just go out there and beat them. A win's a win. They're all the same, especially within this division. You know, a win's a win. Anything to get closer to the playoffs. Exactly. That needs to be the mentality here. Um, we just haven't seen it yet. Um, most of the success that we've seen has come against the Kansas City Royals. You would have liked to continue that against a team like the Detroit Tigers. You look up and down this Tigers lineup, Andrew, uh, there's not a lot there. Um, a lot of no-names. There's a lot of no-names. and Even if you look at what they're doing here, a ball club that's 9-5, and five, uh, I don't think there's a single hitter on that team outside of Jones hitting above 300. Um, it, it's, it's, and he's their nine guy. He's their nine guy. So you've got – You've got a, a another team, just like the Cleveland Indians, with not a lot of offensive power. I know you still have uh, Miguel Cabrera and, and Crone in that lineup, um, and and Shope isn't uh, isn't that bad. 
but there's there's just not a lot there right now. Um, this is a team that the White Sox should be able to outslug if at if at anything. And you brought up another good point. You've wasted now two starts from your one and two guy, and now you got to go to the back of your rotation that's beaten and battered. And um, I'm I'm not very comfortable with that. Uh, you know, Gio Gonzalez. Uh, and whatever bullpen game you may throw here to get through this isn't leaving me with, you know, warm and fuzzy feelings uh, after we get through, uh, you know, potentially another Dylan C start where the wheels may come off in the second inning. There's just too much at stake here to waste the Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keuchel starts. You talk about how to stop a losing streak. You're supposed to stop the losing streak with your one and two guy, your ace. They're supposed to come out there and stop the bleeding and put you in the best position to win. We could go a full turn through this rotation, and I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about more losses here at the rate that this is going. Uh, and I think that's what's most concerning. Andrew, anything else from this ball game that you want to dissect before we turn it over and get you prepped for tomorrow? Uh, yeah, there was actually... One or two more things here, and that is that the injury bug just can't leave us the fuck alone for whatever reason. Um, so, Jose Abreu left the game with a sore hip. He will be reevaluated tomorrow. And Lurie Garcia left the game with a sore thumb to be reevaluated tomorrow. Um, so, I don't know about you, but I feel like, you know, every time I go to bed after these games and all of the injury news is reevaluated tomorrow, reevaluated like tomorrow. And you don't even get a press release or any sort of thing from the team until maybe even after the lineups been put out there on Twitter and you just kind of see the guys aren't there. So it's almost just safe to assume that, yeah, you can assume the worst, whether they'll be out for one or two days or they're on the IL. Um, I think Abreu's maybe looked a little bit worse than Garcia's just because he's pretty tough and he doesn't like to ever sit out. So I think that was not a great sign. And just the play by Garcia, I mean, I've never been a big proponent of sliding head first into first base. I think it's just going to cause more harm than good in terms of an injury. Yes, there are some times where it can prevent an injury where you get below the person covering first base and prevent a potential head-on collision. But in, in this case, I think that he could have been safe at first and ahead by even a little bit more than he made it there and completely avoid any sort of contact. Instead, he gets stepped on when we need all the bodies we can get, at least somewhat quality bodies at that mm-hmm. and you know what I wanted to bring up another thing too that really bothered me during this game Andrew is the fact that this is the second inside the park home run oh. we've seen from sloppy outfield play and Adam Engel normally not a sloppy outfielder and, and I appreciate the hustle trying to catch that ball but uh you know sometimes it is a little better to pull up um, yeah. You know, and, and it was the same reason that uh, Eloy Jimenez goes into the net, which I've watched that replay a couple hundred times now. 
I really didn't think that there was a reason that Eloy needed to go into the net instead of bracing against the wall with his hands and then going to find the ball. But overrunning the ball is what's going to lead to extra bases. And I, I don't know what the White Sox are doing as far as like outfielding drills, but it seems like if Luis Robert is not in the outfield, we've got all sorts of fucking problems. And even we saw Mazzara. that today. Yeah, you know, even Mazar, I think it was the triple by Candelario, who, I don't know, Candelario doesn't have that much speed to me. And those are big gaps out there, but it seemed like he wasn't really sprinting out there as much as you would see a guy like Engel or Alluri Garcia out there playing right. He seemed like he was just kind of dogging it to the ball, and that was all it needed for uh, Candelario to get to third there. So um, I don't know if that's me being nitpicky at all and just not quite sold on Mazzara, but that was at least what I saw from my perspective where it seemed like he could have put forth a little bit of a, a better effort on that play. But yeah, back to the angle point. I mean, that's tough. He, he is a great fielder. He just was pretty much stuck between in, in, in between steps there on that hard liner where he couldn't really lay out all the way. And pretty much by the time he got there, um, he wouldn't have been able to block it either way. It was just screwed up, but sucks to see that because that was that felt like the game right there. It felt like after that, the wind was just out of the sails and there was no coming back from that. So that's unfortunate, but that's all I have to say about that crapshoot that we just saw, um, unless you had anything else and we can get into tomorrow's matchup, which I'm a little bit more excited about in terms of who we'll be facing for the Tigers, but um, we'll have Gio Gonzalez for us as well. Yep, I've got one last thing to say, and this just came through on the Twitter.com uh, machine. Uh, Dallas Keuchel in the postgame show uh, stated, we came out flat, we have some guys taking professional at-bats. Some guys are going through the motions, and it seemed like we were taking the night off tonight. Very subpar play from everybody. Love this fucking attitude from Dallas Keuchel because he's calling people out. You know, this guy signs with the White Sox in the offseason, talks about uh, how he came here to win. Um, you know, this is a, in, in White Sox terms, this is a big free agent signing. Uh, I can't imagine that he's too happy with the run support that he's seen thus far early on. Um, you know, I mean, he's talking about the hitters here. Well, these guys, Those guys know who they, – they know who was in the lineup. You know, they know who was in the lineup. Uh, I, I love I love this. I hope it is received the way it should be within the locker room. Um, you, oof. They need some fire lit under their ass right now. And if it's Dallas Keuchel that gets that job done, I'm all for it. Hey, that could be just that. I think that's, you know, that's the kind of fire that they need. And that's a guy that is highly respected in that clubhouse, even though – he really hasn't been with us for long at all, but um, that is a good sign. And I'm going to go out on a limb, say that we're going to really break out there tomorrow. I'm calling at least seven runs. I would hope so. Let's get into tomorrow's ball game. I've got the preview right here for you. It's Gio Gonzalez taking the mound. He's 0-1 with a 7.71 ERA. He struck out 12. They're facing off against Tyler Alexander, 1-0 with a 1.17 ERA with 13 strikeouts. Um, any predictions for this game before we get our picks to click? 
Yeah, so I didn't know all too much about Tyler Alexander coming into this. Other than that, I knew we faced him a few times last year, I thought. And that's correct. So he had, I think it was about 13 games he started last year, or I guess just 13 games he pitched in in general. And you know what? Four of those were against us, and he had a 5.30 ERA and across 18 and two-thirds innings. He gave up 31 hits to us, um, including four home runs. So I think at the very least, that's a good sign there. Granted, you know, I think another good chance to take advantage of some poor pitching would have been tonight against a guy like Michael Fulmer, who, you know, since his really good rookie year, just hasn't had it. But on the bright side, Tyler Alexander's numbers look good this year, but Hopefully that's a little bit of a smoke screen and our guys can see through that. And as long as we have a somewhat healthy lineup, I think we'll be in somewhat good shape tomorrow. Um, that's my hope. As long as our guys get their heads out of their ass and hopefully, hopefully take some of the words of wisdom from our guy, Dallas. What do you think? Well, Tyler Alexander is coming off of a very dominant start. Um, tying a major league record for consecutive batters struck out against the Reds. Struck out nine in a row. Um, And this White Sox team, unfortunately, has a problem striking out lately. Uh, They're swinging at a bunch of crap. So let's hope uh, they take a little bit different approach, an approach that we saw earlier on in this season, even before the season, in the exhibition games, where the White Sox would work the starter. Uh, You're going to have to do that with Tyler Alexander here. I know they faced him a bunch of times and have had previous success. It's a good measure to look at. But uh, right now with everything sputtering like we've talked about, a guy that knows how to strike out nine batters in a row uh, is a little daunting in that aspect, at least coming from the way I'm looking at this one. Um, and not that I, I disagree with your approach here, uh, and I hope yours is, is the correct one. Um, I, I'm, I'm somewhat nervous. Uh, just based on uh, these last two outings from from these guys uh, and and what we're going to see. But with that said, I think the White Sox, they're due. Uh, You've got a lot of guys who are due. We're going to see some of these guys start to break out of these slumps uh, at some point in time, and no better time to do it than tomorrow. Um, I'm trying to find the pick to click here, um, and I'm having a little trouble just because I don't know who's going to be in the lineup with all these injuries. And that's been a common theme on this show so far. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Who do you have pick to click for tomorrow? Yeah, so those were all great points that you made there. And I'm pretty much just going to close out that point there that by uh, just pretty much saying, I think he can only go down from his last performance. Um, good way you to know, even a guy like Phil Umber, I think the performance after his perfect game, he got shell-shocked. Yes. So, um in terms of pick to click, if he plays, which at this point I think he will, especially with the injuries we have amounted, I'm going to go with former Detroit Tiger James McCann. I will say one of the few people that look like they actually gave a shit tonight, and this is pretty much how he is every game. I, I don't think I can really think of a game off the top of my head where I've seen him dog it and that's James McCann. I mean, he's just 
completely tough as nails, you know, just a real cool and tough guy. As we like to say, I think he, you know, has a good chance to do some to do some good damage against his former team. So I'm going to go James McCann if he plays. If for some reason he doesn't, then shoot, I don't know. Should I just pull names out of a hat at this point? I don't really – there's at, there's not much that, else other than at that. At that point, I mean, you might as well pick Ryan Goins. You know what? You actually took mine. I was going to go James McCann as well. So let's put all of our chips on the table. This is James McCann's game to win. He has faced Tyler Alexander 10 times. Uh, he's got 10 at-bats against him. Four of those have gone for hits. He's driven in two runs against Tyler Anderson. I think that's a pretty good precedent, um, so to speak, uh, when we're looking at this. Um, if I'm Ricky Renteria, I'm looking at this, and I'm going, James McCann needs to get back in the lineup tomorrow. Absolutely. So I think that that works for us. And, hey, I love it when someone doesn't bet against me. So there we go. All the eggs in one basket. We're all rooting for the same thing here, man. There we go. All right, Andrew, it was great having you back on the show, man. I'm upset with the outcome, but it's always great talking White Sox baseball with you. It's always a good time cracking beers with you as well. I can't wait to get back to Lot B and uh, back into Section 149, you, Johnny, and I. Um, and then, uh, you know, hopefully at some point we can do that. It's probably not going to be this year, but it's definitely going to happen again. Uh, man, next time we do this, let's do it after a victory. Hey, man, that works for me. Um, all of those same sentiments are shared. Can't wait to get back out out to the park with you, with you, Johnny Buzz, and the rest of the ONTAP guys. And, you know, until then, I guess these are going to have to do as well as some of those garage hangouts we've had. But other than that, yeah, let's start talking about some White Sox winners. Well, the White Sox are going to look to get back on track tomorrow. Um, man, it's been a brutal little stretch. This one sucked. Hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back tomorrow breaking it down again over at Sox on Tap. Until next time, White Sox forever. White Sox forever.